0: We need law and order in our country.
1: Are you sure about that, Donald? You sure? Maybe something. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. I got the feeling that something ain't right. It still ain't right. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me. Jokers to the right, here I am, stuck in the middle with you Yep Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you From Pacifica Radio in Los oh, Angeles, this oh, yeah, is the broadcast as heard on KPFK so 90.7 FM, FM in L.A. Face. In Oregon on 91.7 FM KYAQ on the Central Coast and 106.7 FM Queso in Cottage Grove. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania on 93 FM WLRI News Radio in Hawaii, on 88.5 FM, KAKU, the voice of Maui. In Columbus, Ohio, on WGRN, the Green Renaissance Network, 94.1 FM. In Palinville, New York, on WLPP, 102.9 FM. And in Minneapolis, St. Paul, on the great AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. And yep, coast to coast and around the globe, streaming on the Progressive Voices channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR Revolution 99, Detour Talk, Radio Monterey, and Radio Sputnik, Blanketing Planet Earth. Five days a week, this is the Bradcast. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow says me from bradblog.com thank you for joining us today for another thrilling action-packed adventure some uh, disturbing news this morning out of hoboken new jersey a commuter train crashed into one of the busiest train stations in the new york metropolitan area during the morning rush hour today killing at least one person injuring 100 others and creating chaos and destruction there This uh, was around 8.45 a.m., and a a commuter train was traveling at a high rate of speed. According to the New York Times, it barreled uh, barreled through the barriers meant to stop it and finally stopped against a wall of the Hoboken, New Jersey, terminal building. Uh, The impact uh, jolted passengers on the uh, uh, four-car path train and sent part of the terminal structure that covered the tracks tumbling down onto the platform. Uh, pretty amazing. Uh, one uh, person, only one person I'll add here was uh, was killed. W- w- they were standing on the platform. They were killed by falling debris. Initially, initial reports had said that three were killed. The good news, I suppose is only one uh, was killed there. A New Jersey transit worker, Michael Larson, was in the station when the train uh, crash occurred. He said he crawled on his hands and knees to pull people out of the first train car. Photographs and video show the front of the train stopped by the tracks inside the station amid a jumble of uh, mangled metal and hanging wires. Apparently, the train went over the bumper block through the depot and came to rest at the wall right before the station's waiting area. Uh, Rail service, uh, of course, was suspended in and out of the station. The train's engineer survived the crash and was being treated at a hospital. Um, There were wires down, water pouring from the ceiling. The roof had collapsed. There was people climbing out of windows of the train, according to one eyewitness. Uh, who saw this? Uh, right now, there is uh, no cause. We we don't understand why this uh, why this uh, crash happened. The National Transit Review Board is sending investigators to the uh, to the scene. So we'll keep our eyes on that um, l- lovely station, the Path uh, the Path train station in Hoboken.
2: Yes, I used to take that train yep. many times.
1: Many times. So. Uh, that's troubling, uh, but uh, maybe less troubling than it turned out. Uh, well, than the initial reports of three dead. So we'll keep our eyes on that. Meanwhile, in uh, is there anything else going on in this country?
3: No, lately? just a few things. A few
1: things. Oh, yeah. There is an election going on, and we are keeping our eyes on the on the polls to see if uh, the uh, Monday night debate in Hofstra University has had any effect on them. Nate Silver over at 538.com reports that every single scientific poll so far since the election uh, suggests that uh, voters at least thought Hillary Clinton beat Donald Trump decisively in, uh, in that uh, matchup. And uh, it was by a wide enough margin in each of these polls to, as he said, make it a good bet, though not a guarantee that she's going to gain in the horse race polls against Trump over the next week or so. Donald Trump, for his part, of course, has been out uh, citing these fake polls, these pretend polls, these online polls where they...
2: Well, they're entirely yeah, you know. self-selecting, Correct. and can also be gamed by people promoting the poll to say, "Hey, you know, join in on this." Yeah, so, hey, so you people. can't really,
1: hey, Trump supporters, come over, click, click here, and and uh, vote to say that Donald Trump won, uh, but the real polls uh, say otherwise, say that Hillary Clinton won. But as far as uh, polls since the debate concerning uh, the horse race between the two, their standing between the two, there still has not been a lot of polls. It takes a number of days before those those are actually done, the best of them in any event. There is uh, two polls that uh, Silver cites. One is uh, from the morning consult, which shows Clinton leading by three percentage points in a matchup that includes third-party candidates. That would be a four-point swing towards Clinton, from the uh, one-point Trump lead that morning consult showed just before the debate. The other survey is from Echelon Insights, showing Clinton leading now uh, over Trump by 5 percentage points. Uh, Silver adds, in theory, that would be consistent with a bounce for Clinton after the polls because she had led Trump by just 1 to 2 points overall before the debate, based on 538 projections. But it is hard to know for sure because the Echelon poll they had surveyed the race only one time, just after the Republican convention over the summer, when they showed Clinton leading, uh, leading Trump by one point. There are other reasons to be cautious still, he adds, uh, with those two polls because they were conducted over one or two day periods. Traditional pollsters prefer polls that are in the field, he says, for three or four days, so you're not just uh, getting a reaction to the reaction, a reaction to the media's reaction to the polls. Um, But he adds, overall, there are tentatively positive signs for Hillary Clinton, uh, but not more than that yet, he cautions. Uh, At the moment, their polls-only model shows Clinton... With a, uh, well, with a 50, 58% chance of winning. So just more than, still just more than 50-50 in, in some regards. Although those numbers have improved at com's site uh, since, uh, since this uh, report from Nate Silver. So things are looking better for Hillary Clinton.
2: For the moment.
1: For the moment. For now. Still too... Uh, at least two debates to go a presidential debate to go <laughs> and uh about uh, what are we at a little bit less than 40 days i think at this point uh so a lot can change a- in that time uh and uh, trump is certainly hoping that things change although they're not looking real good for him today the media is finally paying attention to this guy is finally vetting this guy is finally looking back at his career but before we get to that He's still out there saying mm, stupid slash disturbing stuff at, uh, at events around the country. This, was, uh, this is a comment from him uh, yesterday in uh, Iowa, I believe this was. He was uh, speaking to, uh, well, Christian conservatives, as is clear in, uh, in this clip.
0: We have our Christian conservatives for Trump today, and they're in the room. Let's go. That's what we want. That's beautiful. See that? In fact, they put this... You see that? Right here. Christian conservative. Raise your hand. Christian Conservatives, everybody. Raise your hand if you're not a Christian Conservative. I want to see this, right? That's... Oh, there's a couple people. That's all right. I think we'll keep them, right? Should we keep them in the room? Yes? <laughs>
2: I think so.
1: Yeah, we'll. I think we'll keep them. Let them stay. What's the alternative to keeping them? I mean, I guess if it was uh, Donald Trump Jr., he might uh, talk about warming up the ovens or whatever the hell it is that he does. (laughs) He said he actually said that. I don't think it was about uh, Jeet here uh, of the New Republic, senior editor over there, said uh, it's a bit worrying if you are agnostic, atheist, Muslim, Hindu, Jew, Buddhist, Sikh or even, God forbid, a liberal Christian. Robert Stribley said, as a non-believer, and American citizen, I find this dot 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 deplorable. <laughs> Matt Montgomery said, wow, as a Christian, I would be offended by that if I took anything he says seriously. And Amy Kay on Twitter said, what's next? Colored stars to identify religion, sexual orientation or other perceived social deviancy? Uh, so a little bit creepy, but hey, he's not a politician. He's so a, he, he
2: gets a pass. He
1: gets a pass. He's not a He doesn't know, uh, you know, what's going to offend people and what's not going to offend. And besides, there's just too much. There's too much political correctness. You should be able to uh, joke about whether we keep people who aren't like us in a public setting. It's not fair to judge him on this dumb stuff that he says on 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 the on the trail. He's not a professional politician, after all. He's a businessman. He's a professional businessman, and he is a wildly successful one, which we know because he's told him, told us so himself over and over again. He won't release his taxes, so we can't confirm it, but he says so. And why shouldn't we believe him after all? Uh, And he wants, as a, uh, a businessman, he wants a return to law and order in this country. Uh, You know, that'll make his businesses easier to run, I guess, because the breakdown of law and order has just destroyed the very fabric of society in this nation. So, yeah, he wants law and order, as he has told us as well uh echoing g- uh, guys like Richard Nixon and uh you know segregationists from the south but he wants law and order. He's told us so many times himself including once or twice at the uh, at the first presidential debate this week at Hofstra University.
0: All right, Mr. Trump, you have 2 minutes. How do you heal the divide? Law and order. We need law and order. We need law and order in our country. We have to bring back law and order. We have to bring back law and order. Lester, we need law and order. And we need law and order in the inner cities. You walk down the street, you get shot.
1: Well, there you go. I guess he's in favor of bringing back law and order.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that was a great clip that was put together by Full Frontal with Samantha Bee. A great show.
1: But only, by the way, he only appears to want that law and order for certain people in this country. I don't think he actually wants law and order for himself. At least his, his record continues to show... Uh, That he doesn't. And again, I'm really happy to see journalists finally digging into his record uh, on business as a businessman. Uh, Frankly, seems like they should have done this a, a hell of a lot more during the primary. But so many of them didn't actually think he was going to win the primary, despite all of the signs showing that he was going to. So now they are doing so. That's good news. Uh, and we've got uh, a, a couple of uh, exclusives here today. The first one from Talking Points Memo, who is looking at this, the Attorney General's New York, uh, the New York Attorney General's investigation of the Donald J. Trump Foundation, this supposed charitable foundation that um, that David Fahrenthold has been doing a great job looking at over at the Washington Post over the past couple of weeks. And now the uh, New York Attorney General appears to be broadening The investigation into this so-called charitable foundation to include the allegations of self-dealing by Trump that had uh, surfaced uh, after uh, the Attorney General Eric Schneiderman had uh, had begun this probe. We've been talking about the last couple of weeks, but uh, Farenthold Farenthold over at The Washington Post looked at this self-dealing and how Donald Trump was using his charitable foundation essentially as a slush fund to pay off his his, uh, legal and personal problems using this charity to do it, which, by the way, is incredibly illegal. That would be self-dealing. TPM finds that the town of Palm Beach, Florida, has now provided documents to the New York Attorney General's office as part of this probe. This was confirmed by a lawyer for the town uh, on Wednesday. Uh, The documents relate to a legal dispute that Trump had settled with the town using charitable foundation money. These were details reported initially by the Washington Post. Uh, It was a 2007 Palm Beach case uh, Schneiderman, the AG of New York, announced earlier this month, before the Washington Post reporting on the Palm Beach case, that they were opening up an investigation into Trump Foundation. Uh, after it was reported that Trump was out there buying, uh, using foundation money to apparently buy personal gifts for himself, like a six what was it a six foot picture of him painting of himself or something? But in the Palm Beach case, um, the uh, the Florida town was levying a, a fine against him. Uh, Something like twelve hundred and fifty dollars a day. It came out to one hundred and twenty thousand dollars in fines against him, against his Mar-a-Lago resort down there because they had erected an 80 foot flagpole in violation of the uh, the local rules. At least if you believe in law and order, the uh, local law uh, said that the flagpoles can only be 42 feet tall. Donald Trump may have uh, been overcompensating for something with this giant flagpole that was 80 feet tall. uh, And uh, he went and sued the town of Palm Beach uh, over it It for the fact that they were fining him. Uh, He ended up settling with the town. And uh, promised to give a donation to a local veterans organization, $100,000 to that local veterans organization. But he used money from the foundation instead of his own money, which is, as uh, experts have uh, described it, blatant self-dealing, which is illegal, which is a violation of both law and order, as it turns out. Uh, that is a major no-no in the charity world, says uh Is says that the TPM. legal term? A major no-no. Yeah, yeah, it is. He is uh, being—he uh, may be charged with a major no-no. Uh, he also uses foundation money to settle a, a a 2010 dispute over a hole-in-one contest. This was really sleazy, man. A guy in a in, in a uh, in a charity. A tournament at one of his uh, golf courses had hit a hole in one. And if you hit a hole in one in this tournament, you are to get a million dollars. But Trump refused to pay it because part of it, part of the deal was that it had to be a shot that was longer than 150 feet. And yet he had shortened the holes. So it couldn't be longer than 150 150 yards, right, at least not on this particular hole. In this case, he also agreed to settle the the guy, Martin Greenberg, had sued him over this because he refused to pay up. And in that case, also, Trump had had uh, promised to make a donation uh, to charities. And then when he made that donation, he made it out of his charitable foundation, which, again, is, according to the law, a major no-no. So the New York attorney general is now investigating that Donald Trump could well be in a whole hell of a lot of trouble uh, (laughs) following his uh, presidential campaign, at least if he doesn't become president. If he becomes president, hell, all bets are off. Um, But that's not the only thing. Kurt Eichenwald also has an exclusive today. It's the cover story uh, in Newsweek. I'll read you part of it here. A company controlled by Donald Trump, the Republican nominee for president, secretly conducted business in communist Cuba during Fidel Castro's presidency despite strict American trade bans that made such undertakings illegal. Or a major no-no, as you might refer to it, Desi Doyen. (laughs) Uh, This according to interviews with former Trump executives, internal company records, and court filings. Documents show that the Trump company spent a minimum, spent at least $68,000 in 1998 for a foray into Cuba at a time when the corporate expenditures of even one penny in the country was prohibited without U.S. government approval. But the company did not uh, spend the money directly. What they did, apparently, is uh, with and with Trump's knowledge, according to Newsweek. Executives funneled this cash for the Cuba trip through an American consulting firm. Once the business consultants traveled to the island and incurred the expenses for the venture, this company, Seven Arrows Investment and Development, the, uh, they settled with, uh, with Trump's company. They, they called Trump's uh, Trump Hotels and Casino Resorts. That's what his company used to be called. And uh, they instructed those senior officials at Trump's company how to make this appear legal by linking it after the fact to a charitable effort. The payment by Trump Hotels came just before the New York business uh, mogul launched uh, his first bid for the White House when he was seeking the nomination of the Reform Party back uh, before the 2000 election. On the first day of that campaign, apparently he traveled to Miami, he spoke to a group of Cuban-Americans, a critical voting bloc in the swing state, still to this day, by the way, and one of the reasons he's doing so well in Florida. He spoke to those Cuban-Americans, he vowed to maintain the embargo against uh, Cuba and to never spend his or his company's money in Cuba until Fidel Castro was removed from power. At the time he was doing that, apparently he was lying because he had just uh, spent about $68,000 to see if it was possible to do business in Cuba. He didn't disclose that uh, to, the, uh, to these Cuban Americans. Uh, it was just seven months earlier that he had uh, paid up to these people in apparent violation of the law. And at that time, Americans traveling to Cuba, uh, as uh, Eichenwald notes, they had to receive specific U.S. government permission was granted only for an extremely limited number of purposes like humanitarian efforts. And that seems to be under which uh, he was hiding this ruse in doing business uh, down in Cuba. He did not obtain a license from the Federal Office of Foreign Assets Control before the consultants went to Cuba. And that would have made it in violation of federal law, according to trade experts, at least trade experts who give a damn about law and order. Uh, The uh, Trump campaign uh, hasn't officially responded. Neither the Trump campaign nor the uh, Trump organization has officially responded yet to these charges. Um, but after the uh, publication of this article uh, at Newsweek.com, Kellyanne Conway, Trump's campaign manager, was asked about the allegations uh, on The View on ABC. She replied, quote, they paid money, as I understand, in 1998, unquote. But she went on to say that Trump had never invested in the uh, uh, Caribbean nation. In that statement, however, well notes, Conway has acknowledged that Trump broke the law. Paying the money for the business trip and uh, and the meetings in Cuba, regardless of whether it resulted in additional investment or, uh, or a casino deal, that would be in direct violation of the law, Eichenwald reports. A former Trump executive who spoke on condition of anonymity says the company did not obtain a government license prior to the trip, and internal documents show that the executives involved... In the Cuba Project, we still discussing the need for federal approval even after the trip had taken place. So they were trying to cover their tracks. But still, uh, you know, uh, so OK, so he may have used his so-called charitable foundation illegally as a cash slush slush fund to save his ass on personal and business legal obligations in violation of self-dealing laws. He may have violated federal law by pursuing business interests illegally in Cuba during the U.S. embargo, but at least he's got an answer. At least he's got something. Uh, An answer to the wild charge, the crazy—I don't know where people get this idea— that he treats women badly, that he speaks about women badly. Kellyanne Conway— uh, his his most recent campaign manager uh, Speaking with Megyn Kelly on Fox News last night Was answering uh, to charges That uh, Donald Trump had called women fat pigs And that he had demeaned his own Latina Miss Universe back in 1996, 98, uh, the the winner of the Miss Universe contest by calling her Miss Piggy and Miss Housekeeping. Conway uh, says, uh, yeah, maybe, but he doesn't get enough credit for all the good that he's done by hiring so many women to work for his companies.
3: I think he should brag more about the thousands of women he has employed at the Trump Corporation over decades and the, and the high positions that they have. They've been promoted. They've been uh, well compensated. He has a great child care plan that no Republican has ever really touched before. I guess it didn't poll well,
4: you He's know, got people you. in
3: this country are struggling. To, well, no, it's him. This is his campaign. No, no, manager. I'm saying he's got
4: you. He's got, I mean, you know, even Hillary Clinton doesn't have a female campaign manager and you Which do a great fine. job. Which is fine, and he
3: does, and I appreciate that. And, and let me tell you, when he promoted me to this position, he never mentioned my gender. It wasn't like, oh, gee, let's get a woman out there that will help with women. He, he hires well, people based on that. the interesting thing about,
4: about him, Kellyanne, is that he, he does insult women a lot. He insults men a lot. Um, but by all accounts, when it comes to hiring and promotions, you know, I haven't heard one person to say he he lets gender interfere with his promotions or pay or anything like that. Hmm.
1: Are you sure about that, Megan Kelly? Are you sure about that, Kellyanne Conway? According to the L.A. Times today, oh man, uh, former employees uh, at his Trump National Golf Club in Rancho Palo uh, Palace Verdes, thank you, Palos Verdes out here in uh, in Southern California, former employee said that under pressure from Trump uh, managers at the club made sure that Trump's clubhouse restaurant was staffed with attractive young women over more experienced employers that according to court documents. Damn that law and order again. I had witnessed uh, Trump tell managers many times while he was visiting the club that restaurant hostesses were not pretty enough and that they should be fired and replaced with more attractive women, according to Haley Strozier, who was the director of, uh, of catering at the club back in 2008. This in a sworn declaration. Initially, Trump gave his uh, this command, quote, almost every time he visited, Strozier said, managers eventually changed employee schedules so that the most attractive women were scheduled to work when Mr. Trump was scheduled to be at the club, she said. The L.A. Times looked at uh, sworn court declarations that were found in documents from a 2012 labor relations lawsuit brought against one of Trump's development companies in, uh, in Los Angeles Superior Court, uh, L.A. County Superior Court. The allegations by some employees that the workplace culture encouraged appearance-based hiring are a small part of a broader suit centering around the lack of meal and rest breaks that were uh, uh, provided to employees there as mandated by California law. That suit, once again, was largely settled in 2013. You know, he says he never settles, but he always he's got (laughs) hundreds of settlements uh, in these lawsuits. He doesn't
2: personally settle. He has his company and his lawyers settle. Don't you see the difference?
1: Yeah, and he doesn't even have his lawyers at his companies. It turns out it's his charitable foundation that settles. Uh, In this case, golf course management agreed to pay almost half a million dollars to employees who had complained about the break policies. Uh, but at the same time, uh, this uh, Gail Doner, uh, a middle-aged woman uh, who had 20 years of experience, is again, according to a, a court declaration in this case, she had 20 years of experience working for wine vendors. She was at the, quote, top of her game while working for Trump National Golf, uh, Golf Club from 2007 to 2011. So she had worked there for four years. She said managers were slowly cut back her shifts until she stopped uh, working there. Until they stopped scheduling her at all to work at the club, effectively firing her from this from this post. Because you know she was middle aged and. Uh, Not as pretty as some of the ladies. Other than that, Trump is fantastic for women. And anybody who says otherwise is either a liar or who doesn't care about law and order or something like that. Um, So, all right. uh, But, you know, that's just law and order. That's just federal law. That's just state law. That's that's just just employment law. Employment law. law. Women. Um, What about all the good things uh, Trump is going to do to save our planet? That is next. Man, another busy broadcast. I'm Brad Friedman. Don't go away. (laughs) Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from BradBlog.com. Floodwaters have knocked out power and caused road closures uh, across Cumberland County, North Carolina, and other counties. Multiple road closures forced Harnett County and Moore County schools in North Carolina to delay the start of classes by several hours. Cumberland County and Hoke County schools. Uh, announced the uh, the systems were would be closed for the day, and school officials with the district announced that they would remain closed on Friday. Cumberland County issued a state of emergency that went into effect at 9:30 a.m. So here we go again, Desi Doyen. Uh, um,
2: yeah, and, you know, uh, sadly, there's also one in Detroit that happened overnight as well. That Muck- C- M- muckraker, uh, Motor City Muckraker, sorry, mm-hmm. on Twitter reported that there are parts of an overpass that are falling down as well in Detroit.
1: You know, the costs of these things is something that, you know, when you hear uh, Republicans and Donald Trump saying, oh, yeah, we should do something maybe about it, but it's just too expensive uh, I'm, we are seeing more and more stories like this. We saw Baton Rouge uh, had this type of flooding. It turned out to be the third most expensive <clears throat> disaster in U.S. history. Congress is still fighting about how to uh, how to pay for it. Uh, in this case, a band of uh, heavy rain spent much of the night hovering around Fayetteville, according to um, WRAL. Uh, some parts of the county received... Six inches of rain by Thursday morning. Fort Bragg released all service members at 10 a.m. Major roadways around the area were washed out after those uh, six inches of rain fell. Uh, The airflow could keep the storms around for yet another day. Residents around the region were evacuated as floodwaters rose. So, yeah, here we go again. They're evacuating. Vicky Speranza Cancio Says she has never seen water come anywhere near her mother's house, uh, which was built in, 19, in the 1960s. Her 88-year-old mom and brother were able to escape the home, but you can't go in the house anymore, she says. The basement is full of water. Cars in the uh, Cumberland County Festival Park were mostly underwater around lunchtime. Rescue crews and boats could be seen navigating the water's Same old thing, same old thing that you, Desi, have been warning about for so many years on our Green News Report. And we've been talking a lot this week about the uh, about the debate, of course, on Monday. Uh, talking a lot about it, playing a lot of clips from it. But the one thing we haven't covered yet, Des, is uh, the the comments about global warming. And while Lester Holt didn't ask any specific questions about global warming, it uh, it did manage to uh, to come up. Uh, And uh, because Hillary Clinton brought it up, frankly, uh, and then uh, Donald Trump denied his own climate denial. Is that what kind of, is that a good way to describe it? Pretty much. It was a denier denial. Exactly. Here's, uh, Here's a sample.
4: We will have 10 million more new jobs because we will be making investments where we can grow the economy. Take clean energy. Some country is going to be the clean energy superpower of the 21st century. Donald thinks that climate change is a hoax perpetrated by the Chinese. I think it's real. Uh, I did not. Science is real. I do
0: not say that. And
4: I think it's important that. that we grip this and deal with it, both at home and abroad. And here's what we can do: we can deploy a half a billion more solar panels. We can have enough clean energy to power every home. We can build a new modern electric grid that's a lot of jobs, that's a lot of new economic activity. So I've tried to be very specific about what we can and should do, and I am determined that we're going to get the economy really moving again, building on the progress we've made over the last eight years, but never going back to what got us in trouble in the first place.
0: She talks about solar panels. Uh, We invested in a solar company, our country. That was a disaster. They lost plenty of money on that one. Now look, I'm a great believer in all forms of energy but we're putting a lot of people out of work our energy policies are a disaster our country is losing so much in terms of energy
1: okay so let's uh, lots of breakdown there des uh, nice. let's let's start at the back end here uh, our company invested in a or, sorry, our country invested in a solar company he's referring to Solyndra.
2: yes which Solyndra, went bankrupt it did go bankrupt it received a loan guarantee that enables private businesses to say hey look yeah this is a new technology and I know you want to give us a loan but you're scared to so look the Department of Energy wants to help develop renewable energy they're going to back the loan so if something bad happens, your loan will be paid off even if we go into bankruptcy. It was a huge program. It was wildly successful. It actually, in the long term, ended up beating most venture capitalist records from Silicon Valley.
1: Now, you're talking about the Department of Energy, their their program overall, all of the uh, businesses in, in their investments that they guaranteed, the loans they guaranteed in renewable energy. It right. was only this, this uh, one company, Solyndra, Solyndra which right. actually
2: had a very specific type of invention called thin film. It was at the time considered to be revolutionary. Because the prices of silicon were so high. Then China glutted the market, the world market, with support from its government. This is also being adjudicated in the World Trade Court. But China glutted the market with really super cheap, at below cost solar panels. It actually helped solar panels, photovoltaic solar panels, to to, to go incredibly well, to drop the price incredibly. That's why we have Today, a solar boom. Yes, it killed Solyndra, but it did not kill the rest of the solar industry, which is now totally booming.
1: And that's all that they focused on for years over at Fox News, the bankruptcy of Solyndra. Therefore, solar power is a boondoggle. It doesn't work. It's a scam. It's a hoax. And that's what uh, that's what Donald Trump was uh, relying on when he said, oh, we had a company. Uh, yeah, that went, bo- yeah, that went uh, bankrupt uh, to prove how solar, uh, the solar industry is just—it's uh, a boutique energy. And, it's never going to work.
2: Yeah, and he's like five years behind the times. So yeah. you know, the second thing he says, we're losing energy jobs, and in reality, I believe he's referring to the coal industry. Coal mining jobs have cratered over the last 20 to 30 years, however. That began during because the Because of
1: Reagan... the war on coal. Uh, Obama <laughs> and his war on coal.
2: Yeah, somehow Obama had a war on coal during the Reagan years, sure. Oh, it was during that. the Reagan years that this uh, actually happened, that the, the cl- decline in coal jobs began because of automation and mountaintop removal, and the coal industry has been working very hard to shed as many workers as possible because workers they feel are costly.
1: But then what has uh, really hurt them is fracking. Yes. Has that not? Yeah. And, and that's
2: the other part of it is that Trump clearly has no idea what he's talking about when it comes to energy markets. Uh, we are actually the United States, thanks to, in part, the policies put forth by Barack Obama. The United States is now the world's leading producer of oil and gas, and that's partly because of fracking and uh, the fact that fracking is also exempted from the Clean Water Act, thanks to the Bush administration. You know, there's all these reasons why fracking has boomed so much, but that is just flat out wrong for Trump to say that we're losing so much energy. We are creating more energy than ever before. We
1: are now the and and this by the way is whether you like fracking or not. We're just talking about the facts here. Oh, we yeah. are now the, uh, the the world's top oil and gas producer. Under Obama, it has increased I don't know 10 20 fold. Yes. Uh gas prices by the way are down by about a buck and a half
2: oh, and uh, per gallon since yeah.
1: Uh, since he came to office, uh, again for good or bad, but these are just facts. So when you say, uh, "Oh, we're you know the rest of the world is is killing us here," that's just complete and utter nonsense. But uh, but let me get to the uh, to the particular nonsense concerning his claims uh, in response to Hillary Clinton that I did not. And you notice he says uh, when when she brings up the fact that he had said uh, global warming is a hoax created by the Chinese, he said I did not, and then he quickly changed to. I do not say that. (laughs) I did not say I I do not say that. So I guess he he did say it once, uh, but he doesn't say it anymore. And what was the actual uh, in in this tweet uh, several years ago? He actually said that climate change is a hoax created by the Chinese uh, to make money or something silly like that. He was then asked, uh, they didn't go back to it, but he did, uh, he, you know, he has been a climate change denier for years. And he was asked about this the next day on CNN. He wasn't actually. Kellyanne Conway, his, uh, his campaign manager, was asked about it by Alison Camerata.
2: Does he believe that global warming is a hoax? He believes that global warming is naturally occurring. Is, is what he is, said. What,
3: Naturally. Naturally, that, that climate change is naturally occurring. He believes there in climate change, and that there
2: are shifts naturally occurring. Oh, he doesn't believe it's man-made. Correct. So he believes that the idea that it's man-made is a hoax. I no, I didn't say that. I mean, he said it. I'm actually repeating his tweet. So he believes that that part is a hoax.
3: He believes that climate change is naturally occurring. That and and Hillary, and we don't know what Hillary Clinton believes because nobody ever asks her.
1: Okay, we'll get to Hillary Clinton in a minute. <laughs> But he, he says uh, he does, she says he does believe in climate change. It's just naturally occurring. It's been right. occurring for and of course, uh, centuries. And- that
2: is not at all what scientists are saying. The global scientific community is 97% of them are saying that it is man-made and it is very dangerous and we need to get. Quickly moving on a, on uh, addressing it and taking action,
1: and we've got some news on that front in a moment as well. But uh, Mike Pence, the vice presidential candidate, Republican vice presidential candidate, uh, was on CNN. I think also the day following the uh, uh, following the, the the Monday debate at Hofstra University, and uh, the topic came up about global warming and whether it is man made or not. Uh, here's his conversation with uh, Chris Cuomo on CNN
2: do you agree part of the plan is obviously to be full energy inclusive uh rekindle the coal industry that's very upsetting to environmentalists uh and donald trump has said that he doesn't believe
1: in global warming do you share his feeling that it's a naturally occurring thing that human beings have nothing to do with it when the scientific community couldn't be more in favor of saying
2: it's human created well that was part of the thing last night that that there was a, a, a reference to a a humorous tweet that he put out a few. A lot ago. of tweets going. Humorous. A lot of tweets it's where he a
1: said that it's a yeah, hoax perpetuated by China. Uh, look at it. It's cold again. So much for global warming. He evidently does not yeah. believe in it. Do you share that opinion? Well, what what Donald Trump said was a hoax is that bureaucrats in Washington D.C. can control the climate of the earth, and the reality is that this climate change agenda that Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton can want to continue to expand is is killing jobs in this country. Look, we we can develop all the resources of this country. We can end the war on coal and continue to develop clean coal technology. We have the I one of the most advanced coal burning plants in the United States of America. But doesn't it in matter to the, state the American Indiana.
2: voter whether or not the person is going to be president of the United States and vice president of the United States? Uh, believe that global warming
1: is man-made. Well, look, there's there's no question that 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 the the activities that take place in this country and in countries around the world have some impact on the environment and some impact on climate. Uh, Some. Some. Yeah. Uh, All right. uh, So uh, plenty to break down there as well, Desi Doyen. Well, um, it was not just a joke. No, his his tweet. He wasn't. It wasn't just one joke about uh, China creating global warming as a hoax.
2: That's right. In 2013, he tweeted, "quote We should be focused on clean and beautiful air, not expensive and business closing. Global warming a total hoax." End quote. In January 2014, he built on that conspiracy theory, tweeting, quote, this is very, this very expensive global warming bull uh, has got to stop. Our planet is freezing. Rec- record low temps.
1: He, uh, yeah. he, he said this over and over again during right. the years. Uh, and we have, I don't, we don't have that clip uh, handy, but he said, hey, it's a hoax. Global warming, it's a hoax. It's mostly a hoax. Yeah. Uh, so it was not a joke. He meant it. Uh, And now they're pretending that it was a joke. But what about Mike Pence Says it's killing jobs, this response to global warming?
2: It is not killing jobs. It's uh, the renewable energy sector is the fastest growing job sector in the United States. It has been for a couple of years now. So it's actually a boom. And I think that one of the things that um, was very interesting in the debate that completely slid by was when... Hillary Clinton mentioned, you know, that we could, you know, for example, upgrade our electric grid. That's going to be necessary to improve the deployment of renewable energy. But it's also going to create jobs and building up our infrastructure. You know, at one point in the debate, Trump called for we need more roads. We need more bridges. We need more hospitals. We need more tunnels. But we can't do that because of your agenda, because of this, you know, $20 trillion debt. Except he always says, you know, we need these things, but we can't do it because of you. However, he's more than willing to expand the military and give the wealthiest people a tax cut.
1: And he wants more roads and bridges and all of these things that have to be paid for by something, even while he's at the same time saying, oh, your agenda has been too costly. Uh, And and by the way, uh, Obama has had an infrastructure bill that he's been trying to pass now for pretty much the entire eight years. Uh, In any event, um, a couple of specific points here. Uh, Coal, you have pointed out, Desi, that uh, coal competes directly with fracking. So when he says we're going to rekindle coal, you, you can't both rekindle coal and continue fracking, can you?
2: No, you can't. Well, you can try. It's not going to happen because not only is coal on the decline here in the U.S., because, you know, natural gas is actually cheaper and it doesn't have as much pollution in it so it's less expensive for power companies to have to deal with the coal ash waste as we know which has caused numerous environmental problems especially like say in Charlotte North Carolina where that coal ash waste pond uh, blew a wall and poisoned the water supply contaminated I should say the water supply of Charlotte North mm-hmm. Carolina you know so there are all these other aspects of fossil fuels right. that aren't included in that
1: cost. And now uh, very very quickly here because I want to get on to Hillary Clinton but one advanced uh, he said uh, we have one of the most advanced clean coal plants in the world here in the U.S.
2: That is true and it's not actually being used for much right now it's kind of sitting mostly idle because it's super expensive because (laughs) carbon capture and storage is probably the most expensive way to try to continue to use coal at all costs.
1: Okay but over on the Facebooks uh, I noticed today Meg Welch responds to you, Desi, uh, to, uh, over at our, our Green News Report uh, site at Facebook, says to you, name one thing Clinton has done to, quote, promote climate and green energy as you have claimed, uh, not promised to do, but actually acted upon. I'd like to know, says Meg Welch. Uh, Carl Howard, our friend over there at uh, Facebook, also says, yeah, I, I hear you on that one, and I agree. So you responded to Meg Welch. Uh, with what I thought was a pretty good response Do you have it handy there? Yeah,
2: it's just a couple of things uh, So as a senator, she co-sponsored bills To repeal oil industry subsidies Which are permanent You know, renewable energy does not get permanent subsidies They have to be voted on every session mm-hmm. So she voted to repeal the Unlike
1: oil, the subsidies for the oil industry that go Which on forever.
2: have been in place for yeah. 100 years now right. So she voted to repeal those She also voted against the Bush administration's Energy Policy Act of 2005 That's the one that exempted fractures from the Clean Water Act. That's the Halliburton loophole, thanks to Dick Cheney, former Mm -hmm. vice president of Halliburton. She did a lot of other things at the Senate. As Secretary of State, uh, she did more than pretty much any other Secretary of State traveling around the world, the most traveled Secretary of State in U.S. history to repair our foreign relations. And that helped out in 2009 at the U.N. climate talks in Copenhagen. Those failed at the time, but she was part of uh, uh, helping President Obama to lay the framework, the foundation that enabled the Paris Agreement to move forward. In other words, the talks were going to collapse entirely and possibly not even continue. But because of the framework that she and Obama negotiated that night in Copenhagen, the Paris Agreement was Able to come about and to continue to be uh, negotiated. And then finally, there is one more thing that I thought was important. It is not climate or clean energy, but remember after 9 11 at ground zero mm-hmm. when the Bush administration, EPA was telling all the first responders hey, it's safe to breathe the air down there. Well, you know, 15 years later, Christine Todd Whitman has apologized for that because the air was not safe at the time, which we now know. And Hillary Clinton, as senator of New York, within 48 hours had introduced legislation to both bring healthcare care responders uh, the kind of health care that they need first responders, the health care that they need, and also to make sure that the EPA did not say the air was safe because it most definitely wasn't.
1: OK, now, so there you go. She said, name just one thing. And, and I oh, think You things. named uh, quite <laughs> a few things. That's OK. No, it was a good response. Uh, with all of that said, she hasn't done enough. Uh, At least as far as I'm concerned, at least as far as science is concerned. Oh, yeah. She's a conventional
2: Democrat when it comes to views on fracking and natural gas. But the science is starting to catch up.
1: But the idea that... You know, for all the criticism you may—and by the way, she supported uh, fracking policies oh, yeah. around the world.
2: She promoted um, it as a U.S. technology that could be sold.
1: But the idea that here we are, about uh, what are we, thirty, forty days out from the uh, from the presidential election, that for some reason Donald Trump would be more effective on these points, whereas. Someone like a Hillary Clinton who at least understands the problem and who can be pushed and prodded, uh, you know, to do the right thing, uh, you know, as, for example, Obama eventually did after years of pushing and prodding concerning Keystone XL, the way uh, both of them have now come out against the Dakota Access Pipeline. If you think you could have that kind of effect on Donald Trump, I don't know what planet you're living on. Uh, But speaking of this planet and of not doing enough, AP reports uh, that unless it does more, the U.S. probably will fall short of goals set under last year's Paris agreement agreement to dramatically reduce emissions of heat-trapping gases, according to a new study. The U.S. has pledged to reduce its greenhouse gas emissions in 2025 by uh, a little bit more than one quarter uh, percent, uh, or, or I should say 26 to 28 percent below 2005 levels. But taking into account the current efforts by state and local governments, according to the study, the nation will only reach about four-fifths of that goal. This was published uh, earlier this week in Nature Climate uh, Change magazine, looking at, the, um, at all types of greenhouse gases from energy and other sources, That would include carbon dioxide, methane, nitrous oxide, various fluorocarbons. Two scientists at the U.S. Department of Energy's uh, Lawrence Berkeley National Labs figure the U.S. will have to cut about 1,660 million tons of annual emissions. However, the current and proposed uh, cuts... Uh, and even including less concrete policies planned by the Obama administration and by states, would only reduce that by 1330, leaving a gap of around 330 million tons, according to this study. Uh, So uh, we can't get there with our current set of policies, says the study's lead author. Um, We could fall short of the target if there is no further action. So... Even if we stay on, uh, on, on, on target for yeah. uh, what uh, Obama has been calling for, we are still not going to meet what needs to be done in order to, A, meet the Paris Agreement, and B, scientists will tell you the Paris Agreement is not nearly enough. We are really screwed. And uh, at least the, the we, meaning we inhabitants of planet Earth, And, uh, you know, the idea that uh, somehow Hillary Clinton hasn't done enough, therefore, I don't know, I guess we should support Donald Trump, who completely denies all of this, who pretends he was joking when he called it a hoax, but wasn't because he said it over and over again and has said over and over again, he's going to do away with the Clean Power Plan. He's going to do away with EPA regulations. And Even if we stay on track where we are now, we are not going to come anywhere close to what we need to do to save this planet or at least to save humanity. I'll give you the closing thoughts here before we go to a break, Des.
2: Well, it's important to realize that, yes, we are not there yet. The window, however, has not closed, and it's important for folks to start to realize the gravity of the situation and the scale and aggressiveness of the action that's going to be required. And, you know, I can see a path forward with, uh, at least with a Clinton presidency, there is no path forward to sanity with a Trump presidency.
1: Path forward to sanity. That would be nice. Take a quick break and we'll be back with Bradcast right after this. I'm Brad Friedman. Don't go away. Hey, this is Brad. What the public hears over the public airwaves matters. Without an informed electorate, we've got well, we got what we have right now. We do our best on the broadcast 5 days a week to balance that with accurate reporting on issues that actually matter. We don't always get it right, but we try like hell to do so. And we do it all independently and without the influence of corporate or political funding. But we can't do it without you. Please don't presume others will step up. We need you to help us keep doing what Desi Doyan and myself try to do every day on the broadcast. Please help us continue to do so by going to bradblog.com slash donate to help keep the broadcast going and telling the truth over your public airwaves. That's bradblog.com slash donate. Don't wait. Please stop by today. Thanks. We all yes, Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com. Well, thanks for bumming everyone out, Desi Doyen, in that last segment. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Uh, and we didn't even get to the, po- uh, the part about uh, the new study finding that Earth is roughly the warmest it has been in about 100,000 years. But we are not here to bum you out. We are here to cheer you up somehow or another, uh, at least in this last segment in the few minutes that we have Uh, So this is from uh, who is quite brilliant out today. Uh, Randy Randy Rainbow. Rainbow. Is that who this is? Yes, he
2: is an Internet sensation. He does uh, great parodies of songs.
1: And uh, this was posted. We found this over at The Rap and a little takeoff on this week's (laughs) debate up in uh, Hofstra University. And because we could all use some cheering up uh, today, I think specifically after that really dark last segment (laughs) that i'm going to completely blame on you desi joy and uh we'll brighten it up with a little bit of uh, a little bit of randy rainbow on the way out of today's
3: broadcast
0: i have a tremendous income and the reason i say that is not in a braggadocious way it's because braggadocious
3: is that even a word
0: i don't know maybe who knows
3: he Super callous, fragile, egocentric, braggadocious. Likes to throw big words around and hopes that we all notice. If he keeps repeating them, they might just make him POTUS. Super careless, fragile, ego, extra braggadocious. Um, are you really going to vote for this guy? Are you really going to vote for this guy? Um, are you really going to vote for this guy? Uh, are you really going to uh, really vote for this guy? He says that he's the man and thinks he's got the Midas touch. But does he have a plan to fix the country?
0: Not so much.
3: <laughs> and if you're not convinced by all of that hyperbole, he says shut up. Just buy a stupid hat and vote for me. Hey, super careless, fragile, that's why Hillary's relaxed. This Time bill Clinton might as well sit back and play the saxes. Wife erased her emails and now Trump wants total access. Then once hell has frozen over, he'll release his taxes. Um, are you really gonna vote for this guy? Are you really gonna vote for this guy? Um, are you really gonna vote for this guy? (laughs) Are you really gonna vote for this guy? He found a word that sounded smart and used it all day long. But even Webster's dictionary said he got it wrong. So If you're undecided or you hate the other sex, remember in November how he likes to sign his checks it's super sleazy fabricating sexist and obnoxious even just the thought of voting for him makes me nauseous if you like America you'll keep him out of office superficial chauvinistic arrogant and thoughtless I'm me really gonna vote for this guy <laughs> who the hell's gonna vote for this guy of course you can say it backwards which is docious braggacentric egophragicalis stupid did you ask me a question nope I didn't say anything so when his words escape him and he hasn't got a prayer, he's feeling kind of dizzy cause he sucked up all that air. He better
4: keep his guard up because she might take a swing. And you know what else I prepared for? I prepared to be president. And I think that's a good thing.
3: Wait a minute, did you just hand him his ass and quote Martha Stewart? Yes, bitch. <clears throat> Excuse me, I mean, secretary bitch. <laughs> Super calculated adolescent (laughs) braggadocious If you hate both nominees, remember he's the grossest Meanwhile, look at Jill and Gary sipping on mimosas Super callous, fragile, egocentric, braggadocious
0: I think I did a good job
3: Super callous, fragile, egocentric, braggadocious Okay, you need to stop that (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> randy rainbow cheering up our day we could use it around here thank you very much randy rainbow thank you very much desi and our producer for finding randy rainbow in the first place love it <laughs> uh and my thanks to you uh to you listeners for uh, sharing a portion of your day or night with us it is as ever greatly appreciated if you missed any portion of today's program download it as all of them for free at bradblog.com anytime or you can also subscribe uh, to our program over at iTunes, also for free. But if you go there, say something nice about us. It makes it a little bit easier for everyone else in the world to find us as well. That would be appreciated, as are those of you who have stopped by bradblog.com slash donate to help us continue to do Five days a week, what we now do here on the Bradcast. Thank you very much for that. All right. You can drop me an email if you like. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com. And you can find me on the Facebooks and the Twitters at the BradBlog. For the record, Desi Doyen is Green News Report. You can complain to her if you like. <laughs> uh, I think that's it. All right. Until we meet again, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world.
3: Super calculated adolescent braggadocious. If you hate both nominees, remember he's the grossest. Meanwhile, look at Jill and Gary sipping on mimosas. Super
2: callous, fragile, egocentric braggadocious.
0: I think I did a good job.
2: Super callous, fragile, egocentric braggadocious.